morning Salem good morning this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it the Bible says bless the Lord with me and magnify his holy name now I didn't say bless the Lord for me I said bless the Lord with me and bless his holy name. You know, it's just so good. I don't know about you. It's so good to be in the presence of the Lord. It is so good to lift up our hands in worship and praise because if it had not been, anybody know what I'm talking about? If it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where the other week, I was in a horrible car accident. My car got towed away, but I didn't. And I bless the Lord today. I give him the glory. I give him the honor. And I give him all the praise for another day that he has spared my life. And I come to make a joyful noise unto the Lord to serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and unto his courts with praise. Can anybody say with me this morning, the Lord is good. And his mercy is everlasting. I don't know what you came to do this morning, but I came, I came, you came, we came to bless the name of the Lord. God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. 
bear with each other and forgive one another as if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them in perfect, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to be, you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. I read to you Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. May the Lord add a blessing to, in, to the hearing and reading of his most holy word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for bringing us into your house one more time, Father God. Father God, had, us, had it not been for you, Father God, where would we be? Father God, thanks be unto you, Father God, for all things. Father God, we come, Father God, asking for forgiveness of our sins, Father God, that nothing would stand between you and us, Father God. Father God, for, for we're so in need, Father God, of every blessing, Father God, physical and spiritual that you have in store for us. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for bringing us from a mighty long way, Father God. Father God, we thank you for bringing us, Father God, through whatever was in the past, Father God, and preparing us, Father God, for whatever is in the future. Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for the steps that you have ordered for us, Father God. Lord God, we pray that we would go along willingly, Father God, and not be stubborn, Father God, in the way that you would direct us. Father God, we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for coming into our hearts, Father God. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for giving us a mind to have our mind stayed on you, Father God. Father God, for the cares of this world, Father God, would take us out, Father God, if we got too carried away with them. But Father God, if we would keep our mind stayed on you, Father God, we know that everything would be all right. Father God, for in you is light and not darkness. Father God, in you is joy and not sorrow. Father God, we just thank you, and we just bless your holy name. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for, 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 for the purpose that we are here today, Father God. That's to bring honor, glory, and praise to your name, Father God, through the preach word, Father God, through the prayed word, Father God, Father God, through the saying word, Father God. We just thank you, Lord God, for everything that you will do in this place today, Father God, for we truly cordially invite you, Father God, to dwell among us and even lead us and guide us in this worship service. Father God, we thank you for our pastor and the first lady, Father God. We pray, Father God, that you would bless them, Father God, as never before. Father God, that you would bless them, Father God. Give them everything that they need, Father God, to continue, Father God, on this mission that they are upon. Father God, and for every member, Father God, of Salem, Father God, we just, we just ask, Father God, your greatest blessings, Father God. Father God, you know everything that might ail us. You know everything that might concern us. But Father God, we place it all in your hands right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, praying, Father God, that you will work it out, that you would see us through. And Father God, we just bless your name, Father God. 
And Father God, we just pray, Father God, that all that should be done and said in this place today, Father God, would bring glory to you. And Father God, as we leave from this place, Father God, today, Father God, we pray, Father God, that our spirit will be revived, Father God, to the point that we'd be ready to tell dying souls, Father God, that Jesus still saves. Father God, we thank you for preparing us for that mission that you have given to all saints. Father God, we thank you, and we bless your name, Father God. All glory be unto your name. It is in the matchless name of Jesus the Christ that we do pray and ask it all. Amen and thank God. stand for our morning hymn, Pass Me Not, O Gentle Savior.
on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Dr. Richard B. Haynes, and our First Lady, Beverly Haynes, we welcome you this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. At this time, we would like to acknowledge any first-time visitors. Any first-time visitors, please stand and remain standing. Someone from the Courtesy Guild is coming with a card and a packet. Would you please fill out the card and leave it with an usher at the end of the service? If we have any first-time virtual visitors, we ask that you contact the church at info at thechurchwithzeal.org to find out more about our great ministries. We at Salem believe that we are one of God's greatest church families. Have a great day. And his mercy endureth forever. So, pastoral notes this morning. We will begin a new session of Grief Share Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m. This will be a hybrid session, and you may join uh, both at Heritage Hall if you want to be inside the building or virtually. We'll also host CPR training in Heritage Hall Saturday, July 15th from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. This training is open to the entire congregation. Uh, there's a minimal cost for the training and certification. Please call the church office. Uh, those dates are uh, Tuesday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, to register. We do have one more announcement, and it's a wonderful announcement. Our women's ministry, thank God for our women's ministry. Amen, amen. Our women's ministry, before the, before the pandemic, we're planning to do a cruise of the biblical lands, and that now is going to come to fruition, amen? Next October 9th, they will be heading over to, the, to, the, uh, to Europe, and they'll go to Rome. They'll go to Greece, they'll go to Crete, they'll go to Turkey, and they will end up in the Holy Land. Amen. And so if you want to do that, that's next um, October 9th, uh, 2024. There's more to come. Uh, there's actually a video. It is hosted by actually Reverend uh, Dr. Gary Berg. Gary Berg is a New Testament scholar. He is now at Calvin Theological Seminary in up in Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan. He is a wonderful scholar, and his scholarship has been around the archaeology and the study of the Bible land. So he will be hosting that tour, and thank God our women's ministry. If you are a woman who wants to go on this, please get your money together. Amen. Amen. You'll have more to come. Reverend Matthews is going to come even more down the line and give us a video, and there's more presentations. It is inclusive of all women of Salem. Amen. 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 And before the choir comes, just wanted to share with you information. As you see, Reverend Bush is not on the organ this morning, and he's been away a good bit. But I want to make sure that all of us understand, I, as a pastor, I continue to impress upon all the preachers, especially those who are musicians. I, I used to try to play myself. But I have to remind him that he is a preacher that happens to be a musician. 
and not a musician that happens to be a preacher. Uh, he has these opportunities, and these opportunities have risen for him to go preach. And I don't ever want to rob him of an opportunity to preach because he's got to be here now. He doesn't do it all the time, but that's where he is. He has a preaching assignment, and I want to make sure that he's true to that assignment. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank God for Kay.
8. We'll begin reading with verse 1. Deuteronomy, that's 8. We began reading with verse 1. These are the words you find. All the commandments which I have commanded thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go in to possess the land which the Lord swear unto that your fathers. <coughs> and thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thine heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandment or no and he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which he knewest not neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Amen. I want to talk just for a few minutes this morning from this subject. Why? the wilderness. Why the wilderness? Why the wilderness? I remember in my young Christian life I had all these questions I used to always, I was crazy enough to say, I'm, I'm keeping me a list. And when I finally see God, I can't wait to ask God, why? When I finally see him, I, I, I want to ask, oh God, why did I have to go through that? God, why did that happened. Why this, this, this are y'all hearing me? And most of what I had to ask had to do with why would God allow me to go through certain things? Why, did, why didn't he stop me when he saw I was going the wrong way? He could have. Why didn't he step in to certain situations and, and, and turn them around? Why didn't he turn things around even when I know he had the power to turn it around? Don't you sort of wonder? What is God doing? Why does he not move like that? And, and I, I figured it out, though, that when we ask stuff like that, we're sort of treading on Adam's soil. When I say Adam saw, we, we're trying to find a way to blame God yeah. for, you, you know, how Adam said, you know, this woman you gave me. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. We're trying to find a way to blame it all on God. But as I have grown older, and I have grown wiser and continued to mature in him, I have matured beyond that kind of thinking. First of all, I've come to accept the fact that God is sovereign. Write that down. God is sovereign. All that means, and you know it, it means that he can do whatever he wants to do. Whenever he wants to do it, and however he wants to do it. Are y'all here? That means he ain't got to run it by me first. <laughs> we got some bad folk up in here, but he ain't got to run it by you. He, he does what God does. Secondly, I've come to realize that when I finally behold his face, when I finally get there, I've come to realize the last thing on my mind is going to be what I went through down here. <laughs> when I finally see his face, the last thing I want to talk about <laughs> is what I had to go through. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, folks saying, I'm going to tell God how you treated me. No, you're going to be so glad to hear him, you're going to forget all of that. You... But not only, as I've grown closer to him and his word, and that's really how you get to know him. That's how you get a better understanding of him. You, you get to know him, and you get to know him through his word. By studying his word, I find that God has already given us to many of the questions we got. Just got to look. Just got to find. Got to go to the book. He's already answered many of those questions. It's just a matter of our staying in his word. Here in the book of Deuteronomy, second chapter Moses in Deuteronomy, he, he, he's Moses in the second, he, he's Moses is reflecting to the children of Israel. And he's reflecting the last 40 years of wandering around in the wilderness. He's an old man now. He's old. And he's getting ready to go home with the Lord. They're about to cross over into the promised land. So Moses is here reflecting. He's instructing them. He's helping them to understand all of the troubles, he's helping them to understand the troubles and trials and helping them to understand the journey they've just gone through. All right, all right. And as Moses reflects and instructs them, he's helping me to understand my trials. He's helping me to understand what I've had to go through in my own life. Let's look a moment. Take a moment. Look at Moses, what he's pointing out to them. The first thing that jumps out in the text is that the Lord was leading them. That in your book? Remember how your Lord, your God led thee. Led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. Y'all listen, listen, listen. Your experiences over these last 40 years have not been by mere chance. 
your experiences over this life. They have not been happenstance. God has been leading you. Y'all better hear me up in here. God has been leading you every step of the way. Somebody ought to know God is overseeing every step of your journey. Y'all hearing this? God has been leading you. David says, David says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the law. David also said, David said this, David said, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads me through green pastures. He leads me by still waters, uh, even through the valley of the shadow of death. Please know he is still leading us. Jeremiah prayed, Jeremiah 10, 23, Jeremiah prayed, Lord, I know the way of man is not of himself. He's saying, God, I know you are the leader. You are leading me. But the real issue here in the text is not so much God's leading, but how God led them. Remember how the Lord led you. And if you study the how of God's leading here, you begin to learn a strange and valuable lesson. You see that his way is a strange mixture. God's leadership is a strange mixture of difficulty and then divine intervention. Go back over your journey. It's a journey of difficulty and then a journey of God stepping in. Y'all ain't hearing me. It's a mixture of hunger and provision. Look at verse 3. I didn't make it up. Look at verse 3. He suffered them to be hungry and then he would feed them. (laughs) Y'all see that? He suffered them to be hungry then he would feed them. He led them into a wilderness. He led those folk into a, he led them into a desert place. He's God. He could have led them uh, in a tropical paradise where there were fruit trees and cool streams along the way. He could have led them where there were shade trees all along the way. But look at verse 15. He led them through that great and terrible wilderness wherein there were fiery serpents, where there were scorpions, where there was drought, where there was no water. God is leading them here to a place where there ain't no water, where there's drought. drought. Are y'all hearing me? Mind you now. If God could open up the Red Sea That's right. That's right. and dry up the seabed and wipe out Pharaoh's army, he could with one stroke wipe out every snake and every scorpion. <laughs> Y'all hear me? He could have he cleared the way. He could have wiped out everything. He could have made clear every obstacle in their path, but he did not do that. And here's where I want to get to. Why 
doesn't God just remove all the difficulties? Why doesn't God yeah, yeah, just remove stuff that you got to encounter in life? And especially, it looks like he would do it for his own children. Those who he claims to love so much. Why doesn't he move all of this trouble out of my way? But check the Bible. And you see that it just seems to be a pattern with God. Intentionally leading his people through dangers, stars, and snares. Read the Bible. Abraham finally got the son that God promised him. And God told him, take him to the top of the hill and kill him. Y'all hearing this? Joseph's dreams finally came true. But only after he had to go through slavery and prison. Moses became a great leader. He was born to be, but he only became that leader after he lived in the desert for 40 years as a nobody. Yeah, Lord. Uh -huh. David finally made it to the throne that he was anointed for, but not after running and struggling to stay alive. Paul had such an anointing on his life that he healed sick folk, raised dead folk. Yeah, yeah. The people in Malta even wanted to proclaim him to be a god. But on the other hand, God had, yeah, yeah look at him suffering with a thorn in his flesh. Yeah. That God refused to move. I'm just trying to show you how God works. Why do we have to keep going through troubles? Why do we have to keep seeing trials, especially since God has the power and the authority to move it? I, I know about the war between good and evil, but, but why didn't God just go ahead and destroy the devil? Why don't we just go ahead and put a stop to all of this? So... We have all through life this combination of ups and downs. Look at the text. God would lead his people through these periods of drought and hunger. And then he would miraculously feed them. Why does he do that? What's behind this almost spastic behavior. Why, why do we go through these combinations of difficulty and provisions, ups and downs? Well, look, and, 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 and as we head to the end, we answer it, we'll go home. It's right there in the book. Verse 2, look at verse 2. To humble you. <laughs> right there. Isn't that, that in your book? To humble you and test you in order to know what is in your heart. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. In order to know what is in your heart. To know whether or not you will keep my commandments. Now don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. These trials didn't come so that God can know what's in your heart. All right. He already knows. Y'all hearing me? Yeah. 
It ain't about him knowing, but they come so that you can know. <laughs> so you really don't know yourself. You, yeah, you don't know what you can. They come so that you can know what is in your heart. You see, my brothers and sisters, sometimes in the absence of struggle, we think we better than what we are. <laughs> you ain't got to shout. That's a shouting place right there. Sometimes we, we get to thinking we better than what we are. But, but it is in tough times. It is in the storms of life that we really get a glimpse of who we really are. Who we really are. Are y'all hearing me? Or oh, in good times, we think we all of that. In good times. There are some things that you will never know about yourself as long as life is smooth sailing. Are y'all hearing this? All of us look pretty good as long as things are going well. All of us look pretty good as long as the living is easy. But that ain't the test of who you really are. If you want to know who you really are, you've got to be put to the test. You want to know who you really are, you've got to know when the pressure is on. Oh, yes, sir. That's when you know who. Are y'all hearing me? Y'all have heard me say this before. Uh, yeah, it's a wonderful experience, but it's a strange experience buying new ties for your car. You buy new car tires for your car. You go in the display room, and they got these beautiful tires hanging on the wall, all shined up. They'll measure them and show you how much thread is, how much thread is on them, and yeah, they got captions all over the place telling you what this tire will do, how this tire can take the bumps and the stress of the road, how it can hold you in stormy weather, and all of them look good hanging there on the wall. But the problem is, when I buy it. I ain't taking it home and hanging it on the wall. Are y'all hearing me? When I buy the tie, I'm not taking it home to hang it on the wall. I'm going to put it under the weight of my car. I'm going to travel down a road with potholes in it. It's 70 miles an hour and some of y'all faster than that. In 100 degree weather. I'm not buying it to hang it on a wall. Yeah, yeah. The way you find out what it can do is put it on the road. Are y'all hearing me? When, 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 when we show up here on Sunday morning, we're on display. <laughs> We show you on Sunday morning. Everybody look good up, up in here. We, 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 we put on special perfume and special cologne and we dress up. We look, we, we on display. Everybody's celebrating faith and we're happy about what God can do and we're blessed and highly favored and we're too blessed to be stressed. 
that's us on the display rack. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. That, that's us on the display rack. God leads us through these experiences so that we can realize how dependent we are on him so that we don't have more confidence in our flesh than we do in his keeping power. Verse 5, verse 5 lets us know all, it's all about discipline. It's all about chastening. God, God leads us through these tough experiences to discipline us. Y'all remember a few years ago when we were all on cloud nine with the election of a black president? Barack Obama, the first black president. You remember how we walked around with such pride celebrating the goodness of God? Yes. Only to realize that eight years later. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing me. Only to realize that eight years later, God was going to turn the devil loose. <laughs> And set race relations back a hundred years. The trials we face now are preparing us for where we are on the way to. Write that down. The trials we are facing right now are preparing us for where we are on the way to. Write this down. You do know that where you are ain't where you're going. You better write that down. Where you are ain't where you're going. The experiences God is bringing us through today are preparing us for the blessings he has for us tomorrow. Verse 16. Y'all read this whole thing when you get home. Verse 16 says, so that in the end, it might be well with you. So that you won't lose your mind when you finally do arrive. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear me. I just said something. So that when you finally, you will arrive. But I'm going to fix you so that when you finally get there, you won't lose your mind. You see, my brothers and sisters, the greatest obstacle to the blessings in our lives is really not as much the devil as it is our own propensity for pride. Oh, we blame it on the devil, but it ain't all him all the time. Sometimes it's something going on in us. God says, I have to strip you of your self-dependence. I have to strip you of your self-dependence so that when you finally get what I have prepared for you, you will know where it came from. Are y'all hearing this? Look at verse 12. Look at verse 12. Lest, it's right there in the book. Read the whole thing. Verse 12 says, lest when you have eaten and a full and I finally built your big houses. It's right there in the Bible. 
when you get your hands on a little silver and gold. Verse 14, if I don't strip you of yourself, you'll get caught up in yourself and you'll forget that it was the Lord. You'll forget the Lord your God which brought you out. You'll forget that all of your help comes from the Lord. Read going down and read verse 17 and 18. You, you will say to yourself, I did all of this on my own strength and my own power. You, you'll say everything I got is because of me. Everything I did I, is because, y'all hearing me? But God says no. No. I'll lead you through the wilderness. I'll lead you through rough places. I'll re- lead you through points of need. I'll lead you through places of hardship and places of danger, but then I'll bring you out. Amen. And when I bring you out, you won't come out bragging about yourself. You'll come out saying, if it had not been, y'all ain't hearing me, if it had not been, for the law who was on my side, where would I be? You come out saying it was the law who kept me every step of the way. You come out on the other side saying, uh, yes, uh, the Lord has brought me out. Troubles and trials, my brothers and sisters, will develop in you an attitude of thanksgiving. You will come, you'll learn how to come into his presence with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You'll learn how to be thankful unto him and bless his name. And you'll say, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endures to all generations. Are y'all hearing me? We are going through another wilderness right now. More guns in this nation than we got people. Somebody gets shot every night. Guns, violence is on the rise. Racism on the rise. Bigotry on the rise wickedness in high places uh, but I come to tell you don't despair yeah. God is just getting us ready yeah. y'all ain't hearing me uh, he's getting us ready uh, for what he has prepared for us yeah. when I was growing up yes, uh, we used to sing a song that says my Lord uh, is getting us ready yeah, for that great day my Lord uh, he's getting us ready uh, for that great day uh, who will uh, be able to stand yeah and not only this uh, yeah not only in this world I uh, got some news for you yeah God is getting us ready yeah, for the world to come yeah you do no 
know uh, that this world uh, is not our home. Yeah. You do know uh, that the stuff we call ours uh, is really not ours. Uh, this world uh, is not my home. Yeah. Jesus says I go yeah, to prepare yeah, a place for you. Yeah. And if I go and prepare a place, uh, I'm coming again uh, and I'll receive you uh, under myself. Yeah. Don't know about anybody else, uh, but I'm glad that, that soon uh, I will be done uh, with the trouble uh, of this world. Uh, I'm going home uh, to live with God. Uh, are y'all hearing me? That, that eternal home uh, that was purchased uh, with his blood. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. With his own blood, uh, he conquered sin. Yeah. He conquered death. Yeah. And he conquered the grave. Yeah. And then he got it up yeah, with all power in his hand. And so all I want is just to behold his face. Y'all ain't hearing me. Trials come on my way. Trouble come if you may. But all I want is just to behold his face. And when I see Jesus, y'all ain't hearing me. That's shouting time. When I see Jesus, amen. All of my trials, all of my trouble, all tribulation, it will be over. When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, go on through the wilderness. Go on through your troubles. Go on and face your trials. Heaven will surely be worth it all. This is not forever. God is still in charge. Give me an A flat. A flat. I've learned how to live holy. I've learned how to live right. I've learned how, how to suffer. Cause if I suffer, I'll gain eternal life. I've learned how to live right. I've learned how, how to suffer. Cause if I suffer,
Here's my part right here. When I see Jesus, amen. When I see Jesus, amen. All of my troubles, all of my trials, all of my heartaches will be over. When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, hey, amen. <laughs> When I see Jesus, hey, amen. When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, hey, amen. All of my trials, heartaches, all of my troubles will be over. When I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, when I see Jesus, clear. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. And the good news, the good news is that although we're on this journey, you can turn right now. You can turn your destination. You, you can turn it into this place I'm telling you about. You just need his leadership. You need Jesus. And his word says, if I, thou will confess him with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He becomes your leader. He will lead you every step of the way. If you're here and you're unsaved, if you're unsaved, I want to invite you to come. If you don't haven't accepted him as Lord and Savior, I want to invite you to come. If you're already saved, you're already saved, you just don't have a church covering yet. You don't have a covering right now. You need a church home. I want to invite you. I want to invite you to come right now. The door is open. Somebody ought to be moving. Lord, let me walk. Let me walk. Yeah, yes. Come on, come on. Each day with thee. The door is open. Come on, come on. Leave me. Oh, you need 
the church home. Come on, come on. Lead me. declares that God will be there with us and when God is with you you can handle your wilderness when God is with you he's bigger than anything that you can face in the wilderness place and so if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ I, we just want to make this clean appeal to you to come give your life to him not take you out of the wilderness but the good news is he'll be there with you so come on come on that if you need a church home this is one of God's best churches and we'll take you in help take care of you that's right that's right he's calling you come on oh yeah Oh, yeah. 
take your hand from me. I am blind. Amen. Without thine eyes, thine eyes to see. Lord, just all, always let me, let me, thy servant. down your face I know you you look good today but it ain't like that every day but I thank God he is a keeper I can't sit here and go home today without saying how good God is and how he will keep you. I'm a very busy person. Everybody knows that. And a week and a half ago, 
I was sitting in my house, had fixed dinner for my family and my sister. I want you to know my whole entire body shut down. I had a blood pressure of 200 over 190. My whole left side just went totally numb. And all I could do was call on God for help. I didn't know what to do, how to do, what to do. They called paramedics. Paramedics put us on hold. So I didn't get any medical help right then. So with the prayers of my husband, my mother, and my sister, and they finally got the fire department to come out and kind of get me stable and everything. And I was at the hospital. They only kept me for 18 hours. But it was because with me moving fast, forgetting to take my daily medication, so I'm saying, please don't forget to take your medication. But only God brought me out of this. Only God brought me out of this. In that period of time, if your life can go before you and you can see, he can show you, you may be paralyzed. They thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack. I thought I was having a stroke or a heart attack. And I had no way to do anything, just a shaking. And it happened in an instant. So I'm just saying, pay attention to your health, young people, and everybody else, and just thank God for everything. So I praise God for that, and I couldn't go home without saying it. Thank you, Pastor. Oh, you brought me from along. Come on here. Oh, and I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for my journey. Oh, you brought me from along. Oh, you better thank him. Come on. Oh, and I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for my journey. Oh.
even though we don't come and bring our offering right now, just get it ready. Get it ready. God's got a blessing for you and for your giving. So get it ready and we're going to come and we're going to pray together. If there are those who have the need and feel the worth of prayer and you want to come and pray together, come on up. But the whole congregation standing, we're going to pray together. We thank God for still being a giving God, even in times yes, God. where money yes. is tight. Yes, God. We'll honor you by our giving. Amen. Amen. So we're going to come. If you want to come, you got the need for prayer. I know there are many in our family who dealt with sickness, with death and bereavement. Come on. Come on. Nothing like the saints of God praying with you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That if you need a promise, the Bible says the prayers of the righteous. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Availeth much. Yes, yes, yes. That just simply means when the church of God prays, stuff happens. And we've already had a witness this morning tell us that when when people pray, God will move. Amen. Yes, God. Amen. Amen. Crockett, come on. Yes, God, yes, God. Yeah, 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 yes. Father God, we come, Lord. We come, Lord, first giving thanks for everything you've done in our life, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the health and our strength. Lord, we thank you for everyone that's here. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. Father, we ask for your blessings. We ask for your anointing, Lord, that you would move in our lives, Lord. That you would move in our life mighty. Lord, that you would would do everything that you're going to do in our lives, Lord. That you would change us. Because when you change, Lord, everything will be changed. We thank you, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to just bless everyone that's here. Every family that's here represented, even the families that's not represented, we thank you, Lord. Lord, if we had a thousand thank yous, we couldn't thank you enough. We couldn't thank you enough for what you're doing in our lives. We couldn't thank you enough for what you're doing through our lives. Father, you, we thank you, Lord, for letting us be able to be here today for being a blessing for each other. We ask you, Lord, to bless everyone that's standing here. And whatever need to be, to be prayed for or blessed, we ask you, Lord, for your blessings. Some of us are here, and we're struggling through some things in our lives. And we don't know where to go, and we don't know who to turn to. But you said in your word, Lord, that to turn to you that to keep on going and to keep on serving you, Lord, even when it gets hard, even when the difficulties seem like we don't even see the way to go. Because you said in your word, Lord, you are the way, the truth and the life. Father, we thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for my mama. I ask you, Lord, to pray for mama and my family. 
ask you to pray for the pastor and his family and everybody that's represented here. We ask you, Lord, we need your guidance. We need your help. We couldn't do anything without you. We, Lord, we thank you, Lord. Father, whatever we can do, Lord, we ask that you would move out our way, move in our way, and move us out of the way so that we may be a blessing for you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. We ask you, Lord, to bless this offering that we're about to receive for the nourishment and the upliftment of your kingdom that we would be blessed and that we would be empowered by your blessing. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. This is many a blessing we ask in our joy and son, Jesus' name. And we pray. Amen. Just continue to call the name of Reverend Dr. Penny Pitts, Deacon Alex Spite, and our own Sister Spite. Call Sister Marva's name and those in our family who have dealt with the hand of death. But we learned today death is not the end for us. That we. We serve a sovereign God who stands death down. The bottom line is death has been conquered, even though we have to deal with him. But he'll one day be cast into the lake of fire to be no more. And so we want to thank God that he is with us. And just call those names in prayer. Will God be with you till we meet again? To our visitors, both virtual and in the sanctuary, we want to thank choosing and being with us today we do not count it robbery that you have been with us and we want to bless you this morning amen i'll be with you oh god god be with you May God, may he be with you, may God be with you until we meet, we meet again, God, may he be with you. May God, may he be with you, may God be with you until we meet again. Now unto him 
who is able to keep us from stumbling and able to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God be glory, be majesty, be dominion and authority. And may it be now henceforth and forevermore. And the people of God say, Amen, ah, amen, ah, amen. amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.